Hey, this is Troy from Planet 76. We've got some really good Sixers-focused content coming your way today. Make sure you subscribe to the pod so you can be in the know when we release new content. Enjoy the show. What's going on, Sixers fans? Welcome into episode 57 of Planet 76. I've got Michael here with me. He's drinking out of a cool cup tonight. I see that. To Planet 76. Woo! There you go. Uh, recording July 3rd. So uh, this will be posted up tomorrow, July 4th. So uh, happy July 4th to you. And uh, we're going to talk some Sixers, talk some summer, talk some free agency, talk some Kevin Durant stuff. Uh, of course, you've seen that. <laughs> if you've been keeping up with the NBA at all in any way, shape, or form, you've been seeing the Brooklyn Nets implode right before our very eyes. Um, love to see it. Woo! Love to see it. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to have some fun. Uh, going to kind of wing it a little bit. Again, free agency started, geez, what, a little over 72 hours ago. And uh, Sixers have picked up some key pieces, and uh, a lot of people are saying they're not done. Um, whatever that means, uh, we shall have to stay tuned. And um, yeah, Michael. So uh, what's what's going on, man? I mean, I, nothing really crazy, you know. Obviously, free agency started. Sixers got PJ Tucker. They got Daniel House. They signed Trevlin Queen, who I still have no idea who that is. I gotta look that up. I mean, I know who he is. I just don't know a ton about him. Right. And and I, th- th- as for as far as what the Sixers actually accomplished in free agency, I say they did a great job. I say Daryl Moore did a great job. And to your point about people saying the Sixers aren't done, I think that more speaks to the nature of Daryl Morey and and how he likes to run things as a part of the front office as the president, or I guess he's the GM. I don't really think we can ever count him out of trades of signings until there's actually a time where he can't make moves anymore. I I don't, I don't think there's a time where we can say, okay, well, Daryl's probably not going to do anything else. I, I mean, I don't know anything about the guy, but I can almost guarantee you <laughs> that he is calling people, working the phones, looking at things still. So I right. definitely don't think they're, the Sixers are done in that aspect. Right. Yeah, so um, you mentioned you know some of the big ones. Obviously, we talked about Melton um, on last week's episode, a draft day trade there, and then signing Daniel House and P.J. Tucker. Yes. So, PJ, um, I think Sixers fans, I mean, you and I are happy about that one. I th- again, I think Daryl's doing a good job. Um, you know, immediately after you see that and you see what, you know, we get Melton and, and House, you know, you start to think, well, this is the best bench we've had. And, well, you know, in the Joel Embiid era, if we can say it that way. And so that's encouraging. Um, Three-year, $33 million for Tucker, even a couple, three more million than we anticipated. Um <sighs> It's hard to be upset over the money because, especially for the two of us who have talked about, we need a guy like P.J. Tucker. And instead of getting a guy like P.J. Tucker, we get P.J. Tucker. Get the real um, thing. So what 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 do you think he brings? I mean, obviously the toughness. Um, why are you happy about that deal? Well, I think you get a guy like Tucker who has been a part of a lot of winning mm-hmm. Um He's been a part of the Bucks championship team. 
He was a part of this year's Miami Heat team who made the Eastern Conference Finals. He understands what, I, I guess, what it takes to get there. And not only because he's been there, but because he's been with guys who have been there. Jimmy Butler. And again, his former teammate, James Harden. I believe he was on that Rockets team when they made the, East, uh, the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's been with guys who have been there as well. So he understands it from multiple perspectives, not only for that, but because of what he brings as a player. He's a great he's a great perimeter defender. He's a really good one-on-one defender as well. He's a great three-point shooter, especially from the corners, very similar to Danny Green, so you kind of get some right. aspects of what you'd be missing with Danny Green. And I just think it was just a great signing. I, I don't really... You know, a lot of people will complain about the money, which that's just... What people do and right people, people people i think some people i think those people are undervaluing what you're actually getting from pj tucker with that money because like you're you're not gonna not give him that i mean danny green was making that money and for a lot of what danny green brings pj brings that as well and and in some aspects he brings more so you're basically getting the same kind of player but available for hopefully the entire season. So I love it. I think it's fantastic. And, I mean, I've been talking about it for months. I know we, we've been saying it here on Planet 76 as well for quite some time. And, actually, I texted Troy on a Thursday when the news dropped about right. Daniel House. He, yeah. I forget which episode. I believe it was probably 54, maybe 53. Yep. But he had on our outline Daniel House, potential targets for the Sixers. Right. And we were discussing it, and I was like, wait a minute. He called that because he had it on the outline. So I was like, yo, we got <laughs> it. it. And that was, yeah, that was awesome. But, um, yeah, B.J. Tucker, great signing. I mean, I'm sure you, like, had it, like you probably – I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, how do yeah. you – Yeah, I like it. And if, if you're hearing what sounds like gunshots, don't worry. That's just my <laughs> next-door neighbors um, shooting off fireworks. So Fourth of <laughs> July. It's not what you think. Um, yeah, P.J. Tucker, love it. Um, I think he just, again, on top of the toughness, but to your point, he has been there. He's done that. He's obviously a veteran. He's 30, 37 seasoned, um, veteran. seasoned, very seasoned. And, and now there's people saying, you know, again, about the age and about the contract to that. I, I say on my like glass half full side of things, I say that, you know, PJ Tucker has a game that obviously has aged well you know what I mean it's not like he's gone from a guy who when he was in his mid-20s was averaging 20 points a game and 11 rebounds no he's you know he's a 7.6 rebound kind of night kind of thing and um, his his impact goes beyond the stat sheet and so he's going to continue to do the things that he has done the previous two years you know what I mean you mentioned he's been on on the Bucks championship team he's been on a heat team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals they're very good teams quality basketball teams he's been on and he affects winning in a positive way and so pj tucker's a good get for us he's a piece that i think we needed Um, i saw a tweet this week that kind of put it into perspective for me personally that said you know forget what the sixers may or may not do continuing down free agency and with trades and what have you um think about what they've done already so pj tucker a playable wing daniel house a playable wing D'Anthony Melton, a very much playable, can have an impact 
very easily off the bench as a guard. So three guys in, and then you get rid of Danny Green, who is hurt. He's right. a good veteran, but he's, you know, who knows when he was going to come back or if he's going to come back to what he was. You get rid of DeAndre Jordan and Paul Millsap, who were two p- not playable no. pieces at center and power forward. So, like, just in that alone, you know, think about that. Put that in perspective. You, you add three guys that are come in right now. You can insert them into your lineup and go deeper. You can play these guys in the playoffs because two of the three names I just mentioned were not playable in the playoffs, and that's an issue. Um, so hopefully we get away from those issues, you know? Um. Yeah, you gonna check any summer league out this year? Um, I honestly, I I might if I can catch a game or two. That'd be nice. I'm really, I, I kind of am interested to see Jaden Springer play because yeah, they got the Sixers drafted him last year, and I have seen nothing. Probably because <laughs> I haven't watched the G League at all. But still, right. I I'm interested to see what he brings. A year of NBA play under his belt. Maybe you know, maybe we can see something from him. Maybe we can see some potential rotational value in, in any way but we'll have to right. see with that and i think paul reed is playing against so yeah that's i was about to say is, that's I know gonna be really charles cool. bassey is right definitely charles bassey's playing as well paul isaiah reed's joe maybe is isaiah joe shout out to isaiah joe i think it's his birthday today or yesterday yes um so i mean not for anything that has the potential to be a pretty good team i mean <laughs> yeah and apparently the guy that they just signed is pretty good. I think he's playing for them as well, I believe. Okay. So that's going to be pretty oh, cool. Um, what's his face? Trevlin Quinn. Yes. Queen, him. Queen, Queen, not Quinn. Trevlin yeah. Queen. Yes. Um, yes, he's playing. That I mean, that has potential. I don't know, you yeah. know, I don't know whoever else is, is playing on these other teams, but um, I mean, Paul Reed played in the playoffs <laughs> in the NBA, you yeah. know, not long ago. So. And he just won. Uh, what, did he win G League MVP? No, I'm sorry. No, he won Summer League MVP last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah that 27-20 yeah, yeah. rebound game. That was nuts. We should send Kirk Ma- Cork Maz back down. <laughs> That'd be funny. G League all- or Summer League All-Star. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, if they make the Summer League Championship or whatever, you bet I'll be watching. So For sure. Um, maybe catch some games before that, too. But uh, something interesting I want to touch on, um, some guy we haven't mentioned yet, is James Harden. Um, so all the talk leading up to free agency was, you know, is he going to opt in? Is he going to opt out? Blah, 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 oh, yeah. blah, blah. He did not opt in, and everything, every indication was that, you know, he didn't do that because he wanted to um, take a pay cut, if we can say it that way, and uh, free up some more room for the Sixers to make moves. Uh, he was going to meet out my way with Daryl and whoever um, this weekend out in the Hamptons, Long Island, baby. Ah. And uh, no deal yet. Um, I want to get your take on, you know, what's going on there. Or, you know, if you want to applaud Harden for taking a pick or whatever you want to do with that. And then I'm going to tell you something I heard about that uh, as to why there's not a deal yet. Okay. Well, I'll start with this. I'll start with applauding him because... Not only not only is he opting out and taking less money, but he is standing by what he said yeah. previously when he got to the Sixers and when the Sixers were eliminated from the playoffs. He said he wants to win. He said he wants to be in Philadelphia. He said he wants to do what he can to help the team grow. And all of that filters into his decision of opting out of his player option. And that's exactly what he did. 
So not only is he saying what he wants to do, he's taking the actions that are needed to actually do that thing. So I give him major props for that. And I, yeah, it, it's it's something that I, I guess I was, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I was expecting it because part of me when he forgot to opt in, when he got traded here, air quotes, kind of mm. made me think, okay, well, did he do it on purpose? Right. Did he forget to <laughs> do that? How do you just forget, you know? Uh, right. Like, you, how do you just forget to do that? So maybe, whatever. That kind of made me think, okay, well, could that be a sign that he is going to take less money? You know, that kind of thing. So I, like I said, I don't know if I was expecting it, but something like that really makes you think, okay, well, again, how does he just forget to yeah. opt in? Something something clearly is is suspicious there, but it paid off uh, mm-hmm. in the long run. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, so what I heard or saw or read or whatever about Harden and that deal not being done yet, I read it just a couple hours ago, like, hmm, I got to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, I don't even remember where it was, but it, I, I th- there could be some weight to it. If you are a conspiracy theorist, there could be something in this. <laughs> so, <laughs> And it's not in a bad way, so don't freak out. But um, he said that the deal has not been done yet because – Daryl is still trying to make other moves that are going to factor into what Harden can make this year. Okay. You know, because if hypothetically there's a big deal done for Tobias or Matisse Thibel or whatever, you know, and (laughs) it's just a tough spot because you want to make sure that you can get rid of those guys if that's what you're going to do, but you've got to bring James Harden and you got to pay the man. Right. And so not just, you know, tying themselves in a knot by, boom, signing James Harden, and then, okay, X, Y, Z trades are out the window because we can't afford that now. It's not going to work financially, whatever. But if, you know, you sit Harden down and you say, oh, I can move Tobias Harris and Matisse Thibel for this guy, but in order to do that, you have to take this much money as opposed to this much money, if that makes any sense. Um, so there's, you know, that's a thought. I mean, cause if they were meeting this weekend, um, the weekend's over unless you count the July 4th, um, what's going on? There's not a deal yet. You know, honestly, I would say, I, I feel like that's definitely something that could be happening because they already planned to meet during the weekend. They, mm-hmm. they said it on Thursday and you would think that if they had a number set in stone that it would have just been, okay, you know, here's the number, let's sign on it, let's chat a little bit, let's go home. Right. But it's now Sunday, like like you just said, like Troy just said, and <laughs> we have heard nothing. Right. So it would make sense, hypothetically speaking, if that was the case. So yeah. I, 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 that's, I haven't heard, I, I didn't see that. Right. Um, but but I mean, like I said, yeah, I'm like, I, you know, possible. we're not we're not in an NBA office. So I don't right. know exactly what that looks like if, you know, it's 10 million less a year, 5 million or whatever the heck it is, right. you know, that that might allow them to make more moves if he signs for a little bit less. Right. So someone said it's just, you know, what Harden's going to make on this contract is is. Um, you know, we have to wait and see what happens with some other possible moves that Daryl makes. 
was kind of the gist of it, um, which I have no problem with that, you know, and obviously the problem presents itself and it, it doesn't appear that it's going to because no one's talking about it. I mean, think about it. No one's talking about the James Harden situation and he's a free agent and like that's a yeah. good thing if you're a Sixers fan because every indication there's no Woj saying, well, Harden's actually meeting with this team tomorrow or Hart, you know, like so that is helpful right for you know as a Sixers fan to know okay he's coming regardless we just gotta see what his deal is gonna look like um but speaking of those other guys I mean if if that's really what's happening what's going on with Matisse and Tobias or what could that look like are they going after are they trying to put a package together for Mr. Kevin Durant is that happening like think about that but I I don't know what's going on (laughs) I don't I don't know. Everything beyond what's already happened for the Sixers is is just a guessing game at this point. Yeah. I don't I don't think anybody really knows. And to your point earlier, a lot of Sixers fans currently are focusing on what they want to happen or what right. they think needs to happen as opposed to what's already happened. James Harden's resigning for less money. The Sixers the Sixers had some very great free agency signings, PJ Tucker, Daniel House. Right. Let's let's look at that a little more now because right. it's set in stone. This is happening. It already happened. Let's take a look at this real quick instead of being so kind of focused, like I said, on what they think needs to happen or mm-hmm. what they think is going to happen. Because like I said, we have no idea. I don't right. even think Daryl Morey Dara might not even know. So how <laughs> are we supposed to know? Right. And what has happened is good. Right. You know, it's a lot exactly. easier to speculate or to say, oh, this should happen or this right. should happen if it was a bad start to the free agency period offseason. Um, but it's not. These are these are things we're happy about. Uh, at least you and I are. So um, the Kevin Durant situation is interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know, you know, you've posted a lot of Sixers pages have posted about throwing Maxi in and a deal with that. And would you or would you not? Without getting into all of that, the yeah. bottom line is of any of the teams that are currently linked to Kevin Durant in some way, shape, or form, like the Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat or the, apparently now the Golden State Warriors or the 76ers or you know whoever, um, the Sixers, to me, don't have a bad package for him mm-hmm. if you include Tyrese Maxey and Matisse and Tobias and whatever else. Like, that's... That's better than the Suns are going to do because the Suns already said they're not including Devin Booker, apparently. And, you know, I, I mean, the Warriors package I saw today is pretty good, too. But other than that, like, I don't see... It's such an interesting thing because Kevin Durant would be the... Would he not be the greatest player ever traded? I mean, he's up there. I mean, LeBron <laughs> never got traded. I don't think MJ ever got traded. Did Kobe <laughs> ever get... No, Kobe was the Lakers. Did, what, did, what did the Lakers get for Shaq? Did he... Get traded or did he re- did he sign elsewhere for agency? Did Kareem get traded from the Bucks or did he sign with the Lakers? I don't know. I but, if I had to but, guess, I'd say signing. Yeah, but and when I, I think mean, recent memory, I think Kawhi Leonard, I think Paul George. Yeah. So, but you're right though. At that point, you're you're 100 right because what <laughs> like at least again, like you said, at least in recent memory, what player of that caliber has been traded? And the right. answer is. I don't think there is. I don't so think what does a package one. for him even look like? You see what the they did for Rudy Gobert. Someone's like, yep, KD's stock is going way up after that. Yeah, I, um, 
so seriously, like who who the heck can put a package together for him? And as days go by, as someone else said, as days go by, the package can presumably presumably be less and less and less because mm-hmm. we get closer to the start of the NBA season and Kevin Durant's still a net. He doesn't want to be a net. You got to get rid of him unless it's a Ben Simmons situation. <laughs> but Kevin Durant's <laughs> not Ben Simmons. You got you no, to get no, that no. man. You got to get that man in a uniform and playing somewhere if you're the NBA, literally. <laughs> Sell some money, make some money. I, uh, I, I still think there's a few teams um, that that could potentially put it together a really good deal for Kevin Rand. The Pelicans actually being one of them, and yeah, I I just think I the one thing with the Sixers deal is that yes, including Fabio Maxi and Harris is a really solid deal. The only thing is I don't know if the Sixers have the draft right picks and the draft assets to actually include that would be valuable enough for the Nets to agree to because the Sixers I know they don't have a pick next year I don't think they obviously only had one pick this year they traded draft is over I don't know right. if they have draft assets right. until 2025 maybe even 26 I think but at the very <laughs> earliest 2024 so how valuable are the draft picks going to be that they include in that deal right and I know, you know, including Tyrese Maxey is a, a really enticing package, but teams want draft assets. Teams want draft pieces, you know, picks, swaps, things like that. And the Sixers don't really have that. So is that a deal breaker? It, it definitely could be, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. It's just wild, man. I, I, Kevin Durant requesting a trade. And it was so out of the blue as well. You just was that nobody on when free agency opened. Was that it that, was yeah, was that it was Thursday? on Thursday. Yeah. Nobody was thinking Kevin Durant was going to request a trade <laughs> publicly like that. It's wild, man. And he went to the owner. He went to Joe Sy directly and was like, "Yo, man, get me out of here." It's amazing. <laughs> he, he didn't even. <laughs> I don't even know if he told Sean Marks, but he went straight to the owner and was like, "Yo, I'm done." Yep. So. And then the rumors, Kyrie to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. So a Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons starting lineup in Brooklyn is just going to be lethal. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I can already see the jokes, man. Thank God Ben Simmons isn't here anymore. I wouldn't be able to to deal with that if it was the Sixers. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, I have no idea. No idea. I'll tell you one thing. I mean, as cool as it would be to have Kevin Durant, as you mentioned, I'm not going to get into, well, any more than we already have of like, oh, what could happen, what could happen. But yeah, I, I like what the Sixers have done so far. It's hard to be upset about what they've done. And, um, you know, we look forward to some more. Is there anything out like that's not, oh, let's trade for Kevin Durant. Is there anything else you would like for the Sixers to do or like them to see or like to see them do or – anything like that that's not anything major if we you know well if the Sixers again I don't know the cap situation anymore I I didn't even know they had the ability to sign Daniel House on Thursday (laughs) it's like wait a minute where did this come (laughs) from but uh I I don't I'm not too familiar with the current cap situation for the Sixers but what I can say is that if they have anything left they should use it even if it's just 
two million dollars for a one year player. Right. Just use it because they, you know, that they might run into the situation again next year. Oh, we don't have enough cap space to sign players because of what they're doing this year. Mm-hmm. So use it now. So that 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 that's the only thing I would say. Nothing. Okay. And it's it's not gonna be anything major. The what what the only major thing that could happen is if there's a big trade, which I highly doubt at this point. Okay. But I would say if anything at all, just use whatever cap space you have. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I part of me still thinks there's a possibility Tobias and Matisse could be shopped. Mm-hmm. I don't know where or what that's going to look like. Um, do I think it's for Kevin Durant? No, no. I, not really. <laughs> but like, you know, what would that be? I mean, and what would that be that's going to help us? I, I've said it probably 17 times over the last 50 something episodes of this podcast has existed you know let's not just dump tobias harris to get rid of the contract we if you're going to get rid of tobias harris it has to be someone that's going to help us win right um and how tobias has been playing for both you and i are both very happy about him and how he's played so it's like is someone and i i think that's why he still is in a sixers uniform right now because of his playoff performance this year, if he would have not had a good playoff performance this year, he might not be on a Sixers anymore, and it might have been a trade for someone who's not as good as him. Yeah. Um, which I'm very happy that the Sixers haven't done because if you're a team in win now mode, you don't just salary dump just to get someone that's not going to perform at the level of the current player you have. So, um, I don't mind it. So, do, I mean, what does PJ Tucker come off the bench? Like, where, what's the lineup right now? Is Matisse in the starting lineup? Well, I mean, my guess would be P.J. Tucker starts. I got, I got, uh... Put Tobias at the three? No, I think Tucker will play the four, because I don't think... Right, don't and think Tobias Harris at the three. the three. Right. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Tucker at the three, I'm at sorry. At the three, okay. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's something that goes under the radar, too. I think Tucker adds versatility in oh, terms yeah. of... What he can do, right. position wise, I don't think he's limited to just a, a small forward or right. You no, know, I, I I would say he's more a four just because he's a little quicker, so he can guard the quicker force, usually bigger force, but still quicker force, and I I still think he can guard threes as well, and a lot of threes are oh, smaller, yeah. so he he kind of fits the mold because he's smaller. But he's strong, yeah. and he's a little, like, sh- smaller, but he's sh- still quick. So he can keep up with smaller guards who may be playing the three, or even smaller threes. Even the guys that are 6'4", yeah, 6'5". Yeah, yeah, and even even the bigger fours, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, like the modern fours we see. So he adds a lot of versatility. I think, he's, I think he should and is going to play the three so that Harris can play the four because... I don't think Harris can play the three. I think he needs to play the four because guarding slower fours is going to help him a lot. Harris at least because he's he's a slower four himself. So right, yeah, yeah. It, it it'll be interesting. I do agree though. The the versatility that he brings as PJ Tucker brings to this team is huge because it it doesn't matter like um, where you put him. He's gonna play well. Right. He's you know he's gonna do what he does. He's gonna bring his lunch pail and he's gonna get to work. You know. And so I think that he's a good piece to to throw in there i don't know 
I mean, he's he's started on this these last two teams he's been on with Miami and Milwaukee, but um, then you think about our, you know, our bench right now. You got Shake, you got Melton, you got Matisse, you got Deanth or whatever his name is, Daniel House. Daniel you House. got George Niang. That's depth. You got Reed. That's real depth. Right. Like we're having to think about where these guys are yeah. going to play on the court. That's how it's supposed to be. That's yeah. what that's those are the issues that good teams have. That that championship contending teams have. Oh well, we have three players who can play two slots. That's a good that's a good thing. That's great. Right. Yeah. I mean we have and with the again, I think the adding DeAnthony Melton's big. Yeah. Um that's a, a guard that can really he can play defense, he can shoot, he can get his own. He's good. So if him and Shake both get time, you got Niang who can shoot, you got Matisse who can defend, you got, you know, Paul Reed who gets it out the mud. I mean <laughs> it's not it's not bad, man. No, not, not at all. And if PJ's starting Um that's a pretty solid or well, I mean, obviously with Matisse in there, it's good defensive. You'd have too, to, yeah. You'd have to imagine that Tucker starts just because of Thibault's issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, but it's obvious. Obviously, it's one of them given what yeah. we just read off. So, huh? P.J. Tucker, Joel Embiid, Tobias, Tyrese, and James Harden. Wow. Solid. Let's go. (laughs) Anything else for episode 57 of Planet 76? Nah, I just... Wait, is this 56 or 57? I think 57. Okay. I lose track every time. We can go back and... We can go back and look at the episodes. One time I thought it was 40, but it was like 45, so... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Because we're just rolling along. It doesn't even matter what episode it is. We're just here. We just keep it... That's you right. This is punching the wall until it breaks. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, that's it. Planet 76. Make sure you follow us on whatever platform. Hit the subscribe button for us. That would be very much appreciated. Um, send it to your friend. Send it to a Sixers fan. Send it to a PJ Tucker fan. You know, send it to a just... neighbor setting off fireworks for the July weekend. Right. <laughs> that's right. Um, We'll see you next time on Planet 76, and uh, there will be some more to talk about. Certainly, Summer League, James Harden, uh, hopefully, having signed a deal by then, and uh, maybe some more stuff. Maybe Mr. Durant. Who knows what team he'll be on by then. Probably still in Brooklyn. Uh, But we'll see. (laughs) Planet 76, peace. Are you on Instagram? Why don't you go give us a follow at Planet76Podcast so you can be in the know when we drop new episodes. Thanks for listening to this one, and we'll see you next time.